Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Brian Dainsburg Podcast, Christian Living in a Complicated World. I'm your host, Brian Dainsburg, lead pastor of Alliance Bible Church, located in beautiful, beautiful Southeast Wisconsin. This is going to be a quick one today, uh, this month, because I'm simply going to talk about the five best books I read this year, which will be a quick one. It'll be down in the show notes, the list. I'm going to mention just a couple of things about them and then uh, turn it over to you. Maybe it's a Christmas gift, a last minute Christmas gift, or uh, some New Year's resolutions in doing some reading this next year. So here we go. Starting with number five. Again, five best books I read this past year. Number five, None Greater by Matthew Barrett. Uh, This book is on the attributes of God. Now, uh, a lot of books uh, have been written on the attributes of God. Why would I recommend this one? Well, it's a couple of reasons. Number one, Matthew Barrett is um, he's he's an up and coming scholar, uh, kind of a the next generation. Um, next generation. Uh, he wouldn't want me to put this in uh, par with this, but next generation. Don Carson. He's a prolific writer already. Uh, young gun, and um, I have really appreciated his contribution to to theology and uh, in ministry. It's a name to keep a uh, keep a lookout for, Matthew Barrett. And his book is yes, it's on the attributes of God, and yeah, writing on the attributes of God takes tremendous talent to make it not dry, and he's done that. Uh, this book is um, very devotional, shockingly. Uh, devotional. Um, he's got illustrations. He's got examples. He's got a very clear and lucid way of explaining complicated um, matters. And uh, so in reading this this past year, I was very um, surprised, really, um, at, at just how uh, just how well written this work was in terms of its flow and its accessibility, its readability. And uh, so I can't recommend it highly enough. Matthew Barrett, None Greater. There's a place uh, in the book, if you want to quote to whet your appetite, he writes, contrary to popular caricatures, doctrine is always meant to, do- meant to lead to doxology. Doctrine is always meant to lead to doxology, and nowhere is that truer than when we study the doctrine of God. As Paul Helm says, in the Christian theological tradition, metaphysics, the study of God's being or essence, is but a prelude to worship. And uh, I found this one to be uh, one of those books that really does beg the reader to put it down, and respond in worship. So number five, best book I read this past year, None Greater by Matthew Barrett. Number four, God's Big Picture by Vaughn Roberts. Now I finished up a series uh, here at uh, Alliance Bible Church called The Story. My goal was to try to get our people to see the entire plot line of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation at a 30,000 foot view. And um, Vaughn's book, uh, God, God's Big Picture, is one of the many uh, resources that I consulted throughout my time preparing this series. Uh, his book does the same thing. 
Now, what's really nice about his book is that it's short, short chapters, got Devo questions at the end, and um, and simply written. Um, it, it's to the point where if if um, if there was somebody I was working with who is newer to the Bible, uh, maybe hasn't doesn't have a lot of experience reading it, I wouldn't hesitate to get them a copy of Vaughn's book. God's big picture will help them. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like looking at if if you're on a long road trip, kind of charting out. Um, origin to destination and seeing the whole journey all at once before starting it. Vaughn's book does that. Uh, so I would recommend it to anybody who's just struggling or looking to, to figure out better how it is the Bible is put together. How is it one story? Uh, he does a great job of connecting those dots for the reader. That was number four. Number three a book called Liberty for All by Andrew Walker. It's on religious liberty, and it's a little bit different take on it. Now, this is one I'm going to be preaching on this next semester. I think it's, don't quote me on this. I think it's the Sunday after Easter, be preaching on religious liberty. Now, one of the things that, that Andrew set out to do, and this is what I appreciate about his book, he, he says that Christian reflection concerning religious liberty is informed more by vague theisms in the United States Constitution than by explicit theology, which is very true. Very true. The appeals to religious liberty are often made on those grounds more so than a robust biblical examination of the topic. And so his book is all about trying to fill that void. If uh, our conversations around religious liberty really haven't involved a whole lot of theology or exegetical skill of the biblical text, he wanted to try to fill that void. And I think he's done a very masterful job of doing that. Um, there's one place in the book, and I'll give you one quote to, to uh, pique your interest. He writes, this truth is reflected um, in terms of, he's, he's referring to um, the, the theological case or the biblical case for religious liberty is reflected in a striking Revolutionary War era sermon by Elisha Williams. According to Williams, quote, if Christ be the Lord of the conscience, the sole king in his own kingdom, then it will follow that all such as in any manner or degree assume the power of directing and governing the consciences of men are justly chargeable with invading his rightful dominion. He alone having the right they claim. Should the king of France take it into his head to prescribe laws to the subjects of the king of Great Britain? Who would not say it was an invasion of and insult offered to the British legislature? And then uh, Walker interprets, he says, according to Williams, Jesus's status as king gives him authority over jurisdictions intended only for God's purview a king or government that binds people's consciences over religious matters is interfering with Jesus's domain. And in part, Walker goes on to explain how it is we can understand Jesus's words to us, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's, as solid grounds and foundation for a biblical case for religious freedom. Uh, it's a big topic, very big topic. I'm still in the middle of wading through it, and uh, 
looking forward to preaching on it uh, this coming semester, but I put that at number three, best book read this past year, Liberty for All, Andrew Walker. Number two is a book called Confessions of a French Atheist by Guillaume Bignon. Uh, this is a, a fascinating work. Um, it's both it's both autobiographical, and um, f- well, it's it's autobiographical, it's philosophical, and it's theological. It's all of it wrapped into one. Kind of the overall storyline is is Guillaume Bignon's uh, own journey from being an atheist, a strident atheist to being a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. And so he just charts his own life story and it's very interesting. It's fascinating. And uh, he's obviously a very gifted writer um, and tells his own story in a compelling way. But in the middle of this, he mixes up theological and philosophical reflection because he's talking about the the hangups he had, the hurdles that had to be overcome in order for him to get to the place where, where he would be, willing to call himself a Christian. Uh, so it's, it's this, this kind of interweaving of story with philosophy and story with theology. And just to see the, all the, the different, um, all the different uh, kind of plot lines that, that the Lord inserted into his life in order to bring him to repentance and faith is just simply astonishing. There's, if there's something to be be seen in his story that's encouraging, you know, for those of you who may have a loved one who is not walking with the Lord, does not profess to have faith in Christ, um, is that it's a reminder nobody is too far gone. Um, Guillaume was about as far out there as as uh, as anybody, and the Lord used a series of of obviously providentially arranged events in his life to slowly and methodically move him to Jesus. And, uh, and so it's a fantastic work, Confessions of a French Atheist, Guillaume Bignot. Uh, if you want to put that on your reading list for 2023, you'll get a great, great dose of both storytelling in that book and also uh, theology and philosophical reflections. And uh, the number one book, best book I read this last year is a book called What About Evil by Scott Christensen. This is, um, this is a big book. <laughs> it's not short. It's long. However, just because something's long doesn't mean it's difficult to read. I did not find this book to be a difficult read. Um, Scott is a pastor. And uh, so that helps (laughs) right out of the gate. That helps. And um, what's neat about this is is you think, okay, you've got a a book that's 600, 700 pages, whatever it is uh, on evil. And you think, well, boy, you're just going to hear about evil, about evil, about evil. Uh, Scott Christensen's book is, is about more than just evil. He's, he's locating it within the storyline of scripture and, and trying to sort out um, all the ways these various biblical stories that are familiar to so many of us, what they each contribute to our understanding of evil. 
And uh, just so you know where he lands, he lands on an approach to evil called the Greater Glory Theodicy. And he uses the concept of the monomyth, that is, myth not meaning, meaning fictitious, not meaning fictitious, but myth as in, uh, it, okay, it's a story, it's kind of an overarching story, a meta narrative or whatever. Um, he, uh, he talks about the fact that basically every story we tell today follows the same general trajectory. If you think about it, he's right. You've got, um, you've got a, a good guy that's established at the beginning of the story. Maybe some background information is given about him. Then you've got a bad guy or some kind of tension in the plot that, that creates, um, uh, friction, uh, an antagonist, right. That then sets up the story in such a way that it makes the protagonist, the hero of the story, look really, really, really good. Um, you know, you can think through any one of your your major um, uh, stories out there. I mean, the Count of Monte Cristo is one that comes to mind. You know, he's kind of this plain guy, not very skilled, illiterate uh, guy. And then you've got the the bad guy in the end who is very well educated, comes from basically royalty, is skilled and all this sorts of th- stuff. And and uh, a grave injustice is committed against the good guy. He's been taken advantage of. He's been abused. And uh, but he rises in stature during his imprisonment, and he becomes an educated and a skilled swordsman. And and uh, you know when the when the the story comes to a head, it's it's this kind of remade good guy coming up against the bad guy, and the good guy wins. You know, executing this well thought out plan to flawless perfection. Every story basically has the same thing. Every story is created in such a way that it makes the hero look really, really good. And Christensen's contention is that God has orchestrated the story of human existence, of the cosmos itself, in such a way that it would give maximum glory to the hero of it, Jesus Christ. That there is no other universe that God could have created wherein Jesus is maximally glorified. The one we live in today is the one that had to be if Jesus is going to be maximally glorified. And so he goes through, obviously, nitty gritty details as he fleshes this idea out. But one of the things that this book will help you do, actually, is um, not, not just understand evil and suffering, but it's actually going to help you understand the gospel better. And it's going to help you understand some of the familiar stories of the Bible better ones that we've taken for granted, ones that we have read and kind of glossed through. Um, he'll help you uh, understand that to, uh, to a much better degree. So there you go. Best top five books I read this past year. Once again, number five, None Greater, Matthew Barrett. Number four, God's Big Picture, Vaughn Roberts. Number three, Liberty for All, Andrew Walker. Number two, Confessions of a French Atheist by Guillaume Bignon. And number one, read this past year, What About Evil by Scott Christensen. Happy shopping and happy reading and thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.